Welcome to Forgotten Events. I am your host, Katie. This episode tells the story of one of America's most abandoned spaces. This is the story of Bennett College. Bennett College was once called the Bennett School for Girls. It was a prestigious private girls' school, definitely a school for the most prominent families around the area. It stands in Millbrook, New York. Uh, The school did close its doors in 1978, but that was mostly due to mounting debt. The school took on way too much debt over the years, and unfortunately, it closed. Oh, and it had also a little fact Co-ed schooling was becoming more popular, I mean, especially in the private sector. The school did close, and if you've ever seen pictures, it was massive. Eventually, it turned into something more like a giant, scary, abandoned mansion, Um, but it's quite massive. Um, And I can't forget to tell you about the iconic Halcyon Hall at Bennett College. It was built by publisher H.J. Davison Jr. in 1893. I mean, he built a a five-story building with 200 rooms, a basement, a sub-basement. It's really reminiscent of a traditional Queen Anne-style structure. You really have to see it. In 1907, Halcyon Hall was purchased by May Bennett. Now, May is the founder of Irvington's Bennett School for Girls. Uh, May had run the Bennett School since about 1890. At the time of Halcyon Hall's purchase, the Bennett School for Girls had an enrollment of about 120 students, 29 faculty members. You know, it really offered a prestigious education of four years of high school and two years of higher level education. But Bennett would go on to drop the secondary school grades and call it Bennett College. Halcyon Hall would become the building for student dorms, their classrooms, and other facilities that they needed. I mean, it featured stables, an outdoor theater, it had a chapel, and at one point in 1926, the Northern Service Wing of Halcyon Hall was demolished and replaced with Gage Hall, and the purpose for Gage Hall was additional dormitories, but later, They turned it into classrooms and faculty offices. But in the late 1950s, Alumni Hall was built. This would house more dormitories and the school's main library. As I mentioned earlier, those attending Bennett College were mostly from prominent American families. Now, this school offered students an education in art, literature, child development, they actually had a full-time daycare center on site. They offered history, drama, fashion and interior design, music, modern languages, and of course, here's my favorite that I discovered, domestic science. And someone asked me, 
what's domestic science? And I said, well, in Europe, that's what they call an education in cooking, sewing, and household skills. In the U.S., the subject is referred to as home economics. At least it was 100 years ago when I was in school. Now, this program was supported by Helen Gould of the Lyndhurst Estate. That was her goal was to teach these young ladies how to run a home. Anyway, uh, given the demand for co-ed facilities, the school began allowing males to attend in 1974. I mean, it spent a large sum of money upgrading its facilities to accommodate the new students, of course. And in 1972, a state-of-the-art Kettering Science Building was constructed. Now, keep in mind that with all this spending, the school was taking on more and more new debt. And this is on top of the mounting old debt the school was really close to shutting down. There was another financially strapped women's school nearby, uh, Briarcliff College, and the trustees of Bennett College met with Briarcliff in hopes of a merge. I mean, this would allow both schools to climb somewhat out of debt. Unfortunately, before any deal could be solidified, Briarcliff would go on to merge with the New York Institute of Technology. I mean, at that point, I mean, such bad news for Bennett. At that point, the only thing Bennett College could do is face reality, and that reality was to declare bankruptcy. After filing for bankruptcy, which was in 1977, the school would officially close its doors in 78. And at the time of its closure, it had around 300 students. Um, so those students just starting out, freshmen, uh, they were given an, an option to transfer to Marist College, and that was another co-ed university in Poughkeepsie, Rhode Island. Unfortunately, Halcyon Hall would very quickly fall into ruin. I mean, that was due to lack of maintenance and just simple care. There was no one left over to take care of the building. Thieves broke in, stole whatever they could get their hands on. When buildings like this, when they're left abandoned, especially old buildings that might have copper inside or take, for instance, stair railings that have etched designs in the wood. All that is valuable to people. Eventually, the heat was shut off. It caused the pipes to burst. That caused water damage in the rooms. At one point, the roof collapsed and there were trees growing through the building. It was really incredibly sad. The property wasn't completely forgotten, thanks to James O'Day. James O'Day bought the campus and converted some of the dormitories into condominiums, and that was back in the 1980s. Not a bad idea. Unfortunately, he ran into financial problems, and in order to recoup some losses, he had to sell off pieces of the property. Now, in 1994, James O'Day would repurchase the property, unfortunately, only to experience the same results. The Mechanics and Farmers Savings Bank, that's the previous owner of the building, well, that bank failed, and its assets were seized by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. And part of that was, of course, Halcyon Hall. Uh, the National Register of Historic Places actually placed Halcyon Hall on its register after the seizure. 
Um, in 2014, there was a protest against the Thorne family and the Millbrook Tribute Garden Foundation. You know, that they were the two last owners. And their goal was to stop any further attempts to develop the property, um, refurbish the building. They actually wanted to tear everything down and make it a public park. But the protesters stood firm. And I guess, depending on who you are and how you look at it, the building's still standing, but with no new design or any attempt to do anything with it. I find that so sad and disappointing. I don't know how this building could just be left that way. Um, I will never understand why towns can't come together and work something out to save and preserve these works of art. Anyway, I'll, I'll never understand that. Um, as for any archives from the school, those were all donated to the Millbrook Library when the school closed its doors. Fortunately, uh, the thieves weren't able to make off with any of that information that was donated to the library. Um, I would leave you with this. If you're interested in seeing pictures, please go online and search them under Bennett School for Girls. It is mind-blowing to look at these pictures. And by the way, it's even more interesting if you go in person. Thank you for listening to Forgotten Events. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please stay tuned for more episodes coming your way.